What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I have Pam Christian on today, and we dive into a lot of great topics like meditation and is your shit want to be, do you, you want your shit to be someone else's shit or you just want to own your own shit? Um, and a whole lot more is a fascinating conversation. Um, lots of great insight. I know for me personally, I took away a ton from this episode just for me. So I know you will as well. Let's see what Pam has to say. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of the Guyao Now Show. I am your host, Bob McIntosh, and I'm stoked to be here with you today, watching, listening, whatever you're doing, wherever you're tuning in from, I appreciate your time and attention. So today I have Pam Christian on, and actually I met her through uh, a interesting confluence of events. I was at a, actually at a live event, I know, during a pandemic. It's weird to say that, but it, it was happening. Uh, and I reached out to Dave Meltzer, who then got me in touch with a guy named Todd, who then got me in touch with Pam. So here we are. Um, uh, I'll be uh, transparent as I always am. This is our first time meeting, but I went, went through her, her bio and her one sheet, and she has a lot of great experience, especially in the context of getting out of your own way. And so I'm excited to see where this conversation goes. And it all, as always, uh, I have no doubt you're going to find a ton of value in listening and or watching. So um, first and foremost, Pam, thank you for being on. I appreciate having you here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Awesome. Um, so uh, just for a little context for everyone uh, watching or listening, tell them a little bit about who you are, what you do, and let's go from there. Sure. Um, so I am Pam Christian. Um, now, currently, I am a mindset coach. I do inspirational and motivational speaking. I have a podcast, and I just finished my first book, working on my second one. Um, and prior to that, I had a real estate career. And prior to that, I dabble. I was an, I'm an entrepreneur, so I had a candy company. I was a teacher, like all different sorts of things. Um, and uh, all of that, which is so cool, led me right here to this very day doing this podcast. Okay. So let's, let's start here then. Uh, first of all, I got to ask candy company. That sounds awesome. Like, it was so good. <laughs> tell me about that. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I've, I've never met a candy entrepreneur before. So, so, um, it was back a long time ago when I was first starting out, I had just gotten my degree in education, was doing special education, loved that. Didn't have kids, didn't, you know, have anything tying me down or anything like that. And so I was like, you know what? Teaching's great. It's really fulfilling and I love it, but I also like earning a great living. And so that's where I was at the time. And that's what was, you know, I don't know if that was important to me, but it was definitely something that I wanted more of. So um, I make these chocolate chip cookies that people always loved and um, still do to, to, to this day. And a, a friend of mine who was also in grad school with me getting her degree, um, and I got together and we started making these cookies and selling them. And they were going, we, we catered to large, small corporations in Manhattan. They were going so quickly, we couldn't keep up with it. And we were like, we need to add to our product list. So we started doing chocolate covered potato chips, which I just made my boys in college. And they were so excited when they got them because it hadn't happened <laughs> for so long. And they were like, oh, these are as good as I remember. And then chocolate dip waffles and all sorts, peanut brittle, like just all sorts of things. And it wound up taking off. And That's it was awesome. at a great time in uh, the economy also, which was helpful. And so, yeah, that was the first step. And actually, that was the third step into my entrepreneurship. That's that's awesome. I love that. Uh, like my inner fat kid is like, yes, those <laughs> all sound so good. <laughs> it's so good whether you are heavy, not heavy. It's good products. It doesn't matter what your weight is. It's delicious. And it's all about moderation, right? Very true. Very, very true. Um, okay, so so how do you go from like candy and real estate and all these, you know, more physical, practical items into mindset coaching and what you're doing now? What was that transition like for you? 
So, you know, the transition was only in terms of the career. My whole life has been um, a process of building my mindset. I have struggled throughout my childhood with various trauma, challenges, adversities, obstacles, whatever you want to call them. And so in order for me to survive and thrive, and I didn't always survive and thrive, I was often finding myself at rock bottom, but in order to get out of rock bottom, it was all about my mindset. It was all about how I saw things, how I wanted to look at things, how I changed the lens. And I noticed more and more um, that the more I was able to shift my mindset a little bit, the more my reality changed a little bit. And so I don't think I was necessarily consciously aware of all this in my teens and you know my 20s and stuff like that. But as it, my life progressed, I was able to identify and pinpoint what it was that I could do when I was in a bad place to change that bad place for myself. And so anyway, then I went through the various careers you said in my last career, I was, you know, very successful in real estate actually left at the top of my career. And um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I left, um, I had been a teacher, you know that, and then I had been teaching real estate courses as well. And so I enjoyed that. And when I left, some realtors called me and asked me if I would coach them on real estate. And I started that way. And that kind of evolved. This all fell in my lap. And, you know, what, what I would say to all the entrepreneurs out there is I don't love everything about what I do. I don't love the public part of this. I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm very private, but I have a purpose here. And entrepreneurship is all about your purpose. If your purpose is, you know, selling candy and making people happy with that or selling people homes or, you know, showing people how their minds can literally create their happiness or their fears or their negativity and misery, whatever it is, that's where you go as an entrepreneur, because that's the only way you'll be successful. So anyway, so I, it fell in my lap. I don't like every day of it. I don't like every step of it, but my mission is this. And so sometimes you have to do the things you don't like. I get it. Always the case. So what what is your mission then? So you said you've talked about that a lot. Like what it, for you, what does that look like? For me, it's to inspire and motivate people to live their best lives. And in order to do that, you need to remove the barriers that are holding you back from that. And our barriers are our self-limiting beliefs. Our barriers are our fears. Our barriers are I'm not good enough. I can't do it. It's not I'm not worth it. I don't deserve it. It's for everyone else. It's not for me. Those are all our barriers. And that's all mindset. Perfect. And so can I, would it be a fair assumption to say that you've had those same thoughts yourself and had to get through them a lot? And still do. And still do. <laughs> That's an important thing. I think people forget, like they think, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to beat this. And then it's like, you know, like a football game where like, hey, we won, we're good, we're done, right? It's like, no, it's like every day you got to keep coming every back. Every day, but you build up the tools you build up the foundation inside of yourself when you work on it and you build up the anchor that's sturdy now so that when you fall, you know what to fall back on. You know where to go. Where you, When you're not focusing on mindset, you're not realizing that you actually have control and everything is within you, not without you. You're floundering and you're being taken by the wind into the storm that you don't know how to get out of. So the difference is where you have your toolbox and you pick out which tool you need at a given time. That's awesome. That's awesome. I like the the analogy of an anchor. I've heard the toolbox one a lot, and that's I think that's a, that's a very especially in the world of entrepreneurship. It's it's used a lot, but uh, having an anchor. So talk talk more about that. How like what does that look like? You know, for you if you're willing to share, or what you know, like how can someone who maybe doesn't have an anchor at least recognize that there is an anchor that they need to throw down and, and set? For me, an anchor is stability. Okay. That's, that's what it is. It's stability. It's 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 finding that center, that groundedness, that 
inner knowing. And, you know, in real estate, I use this, this term anchor in real estate because I was the anchor for my clients because an inspection would go badly and they'd freak out that they'd lose the house or that the people wouldn't buy the house or someone came in with an offer and then changed their offer and it was lower. And for, for me, I had to be that person of, it's not about the details. It's about getting us to the end and it's the finish line. And that's what I do for myself too. So yes, this happened today and I'm in a bad place today, but I have this podcast to do. I have this to do. I have that to do. And I have to get to the end of the day and feel like I won the day, even if it wasn't the best day. And it's finding your inner wisdom, your inner self, your inner guidance, your higher self. We have two selves. We have the higher self and the lower self. We live as a society in our lower self the majority of the time. But when we tap into that higher self, we can get more in touch with it and closer and closer to it that we can grab it when we need it and then start living there more often. So it's just natural. And so I think those things are the anchor. Interesting. Okay. So how, how does someone go about finding at least the path to get up from their lower self to their higher self? What, what, what does that look like for someone who maybe hasn't done it at all or didn't even know that was a thing yet? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, and this is, this, just so you know, because a lot of people think this is more self-development and it is, but this will change your business too. Um, 100%. Yeah, it's, um, how, how, what was the question? How, how do you find your anchor? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go well, going from that lower self to higher self. So, so the, the thing that I found, um, so this is, this is interesting and your experience so far resonates with me so deeply and here's why. So I've, I've been on stage for more than 3,500 hours now. And the reason that my book was called get out of your own way now, uh, is simply because at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I talk with 10,000 entrepreneurs on stage and the same thing, the, the excuse or the reason was always different, but it was always anchored in themselves. It was either a self-doubt, a, a belief, a, a, an internal something that they were, they were letting that get, they were, they were their own worst enemy in most cases. And it was fascinating to me because when I first started this journey, I, I never would have thought that in a million years. Right. Um, but I think the, the interesting thing in my journey of what I've done is that the more I've realized my mindset is critical, the more I've realized that those who don't realize it, don't think that they need mindset training. And it's always an interesting thing. And so I think a lot of times it takes just a little shift to say, and I like that lower self, higher self to say, oh, that's up there. That's where I want to be. But I think a lot of folks don't know how to get there. So like, from your perspective, how can they look for that, find it, walk it, yeah, you just go said that direction? That I want to touch on, but I'll answer you. <laughs> um, the first thing I yeah, would- please do, please do. This, okay. this, is the, this is why I love this, this show and doing this. Okay. So higher self, lower self is the first step. Self-awareness, noticing, observing, witnessing, being a witness to yourself. So if you saw a friend and they were sitting there telling you why they couldn't do something, why they were unattractive, why they were this, why they weren't worth it, you would talk them through it. You would be a cheerleader for them. You would be a proponent, an advocate and say, of course you can. And maybe you can't do it tomorrow, but maybe you can do it in two weeks. Do that for yourself. So we are like two people. We are the physical body and then we are the soul inside of ourselves. And then within the soul, we are our higher and lower self. And so, well, not within the soul, within ourselves, we are our higher self, which is our soul. And then our lower self, more like our physical body, our personality, our five senses, seeing things from the five senses. And there's lots of places I can go with this, but I won't get too deep. <laughs> but the point is, Notice that there are different ways to challenge and question and witness and observe yourself. So you have a thought. The thought is, uh, let's let's keep it positive. I'm gonna I'm gonna be an astronaut. 
I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm using that. So that was my daughter's dream when she was little. I'm going to be an astronaut. Hey, I, I was there too. I was like, yes, I'm going to fly to space. It didn't last very long, but it was definitely a thought for a, for a good like month, I want to say. And you know what? Should I be an astronaut? Could I be an astronaut? Would they let a woman be an astronaut? Would they let a man I'm like, let me be an astronaut? And you start questioning it. And you start questioning and questioning and questioning that. And the truth is, when you start questioning it is when you want to question your questions. Maybe I won't be an astronaut, but not because I can't be, because I've chosen not to be. Mm. And why do I think I can't be? And why do I think I'm not worthy, but this other woman who's able to break the ceiling is, or this man who, you know, had a congestive heart failure and they said didn't pass the test could, but I can't. Like, we, there are people that do things that are incredible, breaking barriers, breaking um, records, breaking things that we never think possible. And it's because they believed that they could. And you know what? Maybe you start to believe you can and you wind up not being an astronaut. It doesn't matter. You wind up going down a different path. You think you're going to be an astronaut. You think that's what you want to be. You finally let go of those limiting beliefs. You wind up being something else. It's all about the journey. So let that astronaut thing hang out there. But it really doesn't matter so much if you become an astronaut or not. It's what you become during the process of letting go of what you think you can't be. Okay. I love that. No, I, I do. And it's, it's eloquently put uh, as, as an answer. I feel like I would be like fumbling through trying to say what you just said. So um, you know what it is, it's, it's we are conditioned, programmed, taught to think the worst of ourselves. It's just the way it is. And it doesn't, ha it's not the way it has to be, but it's the way it is. And if we want it to be different, we have to work to make it different because that tends to be our natural state. And even though it doesn't feel good, it's comfortable, it's easy. We lean into that because it takes no work because we've been doing it for generations after generations after generation. And, um, it's been passed down to us. And if you want it to be different, you can get to the place where you flow and it's different and it becomes different and it's no work. But in the beginning to shift anything, it takes work. So do you think that societally there's a, a place for us to get to that being, you know, not being comfortable with questioning yourself, but being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Is that something that society could actually achieve as a whole? Do you think? Yeah, I think we're working on it. I'm doing it. You're doing it. And the more I do it, you do it. And each person who's doing it does it. The more the collective will do it, the more it becomes the collective. But we each have to do our own work. We can't, I can't look to someone else to do that. I need to, the only person I can work on, the only person I can change is myself. And that doesn't mean, let's say I wanted to be an actress, which I don't want to be, but let's just say that. It doesn't mean I'll go be an actress and be this major celebrity, but maybe I do off-Broadway. It doesn't have to be you go do this major thing that you set goal. It just go do something of that. Go do something that resonates with you. And the more you are doing things that are aligned with who you are and feel good to your soul, the more you're already creating that for our society. And the thing is, you may say, oh, I don't care about creating it for everyone else, which I do, and I hope you do too, but maybe you don't. But if you have family or children, you should want to create it for them. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, look, like at some point, I think too, when you dive down this, because I know this happened for me, and I would love to, to Pam, to hear your experience. Once you started doing that and you realize it, you know, and then you sort of have a couple of those breakthroughs and you're like, oh man, th this is okay. Like I, I can do this. Like all of a sudden you're like, why isn't everybody else doing this? And so like, I don't know for me that again, that was a big part of, of writing the book. And now the show is like, Hey, I want, I want other people to be able to experience the things that I have in their own way. Obviously not necessarily my ex specific exact experiences, but those breakthroughs, those mental barriers that they, they, they know they need to tear down uh, or sorry, don't know that they need to tear down are often there. And I think 
my guess is that for most of you watching or listening, when you get to it and you start doing this yourself, or if you, if you have already, you're going to start to say, man, I want everyone along this journey with me because it just feels better to have it and do it with friends. Yeah. And sometimes your friends can't do it with you, but what happens is you rise to a different place and you meet new friends and either you let go of your old friends or you keep them too. You don't have to let go of them. You're just in different places, but you meet people who you can speak with this about because it is, it's a lonely process. If you do don't have people near you who resonate with it, who understand it. And, and by the way, it's not easy work. It's hard work and it's dark work because you're going into your shadow self, not your light. You're going to your shadow to get to your light. We want to live in the light all the time but we can't live there without going through the cobwebs. Hmm. Awesome. So let me ask you this. Uh, I've never thought about, I've just always, I guess, been lucky maybe that I've had um, very supportive people around me uh, to go do this journey with. Um, but, you know, I, as you were saying that, I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about a, a good friend of mine. Um, and even though he's had me, he's, he, he, you know, lives far away. It's a very secluded world. Um, uh, and, and, and his world is very secluded in, in that capacity. So if you didn't have someone like me to at least reach out to or connect to, um, cause I, I could very much see a situation in which someone doesn't know who to reach out to, where to go, what to do, like where to even start. Um, you know, is it safe or acceptable to go on that journey? Um, I, you know, it's, I always think about the, was it the, the crabs in the bucket, right? They're all, pull, they're always pulling each other down. Um, where would someone go? Like what's, what's a good, a good starting point to connect with other people that are all along that journey. Before I answer that, mm -hmm. lucky is not the word. You've attracted that into your life. You said, I'm very right. lucky to have supportive people. And I think language is really important. And I tell my clients this all the time, even they'll say, if I do this, if you mean when, and I just want you to know, luck didn't create that for you. You created that. Fair enough. Yeah, cool. And your, your, your viewers should know that. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, look, if you can't find people, and we could talk about people in a community in a second, there are books that will tell you you're doing the right thing. You're on the right path. You won't feel as alone. They'll talk about the loneliness. There are podcasts like yours <laughs> and mine. <laughs> and there are YouTube videos. Every morning I listen to a YouTube video, not necessarily about what you're talking about, but I listen to something about po positive, something about motivation, affirmations, um, expanding my consciousness from 3D to 5D, whatever it may be. So it's about finding it for yourself. It can't, it's not always going to be people surrounding you. Mm, and sometimes okay. you have to be, you know, alone. Sometimes it's just alone. But if you want to find communities, go on Facebook, Go on Instagram, I guess, maybe. I don't think so for that, but LinkedIn and find communities that feel safe. The minute you're in them and they don't resonate with you or they're saying things that make you feel like this path isn't good, go out and find another community. But there are online communities all over the place right now, and especially with COVID and everything, Zoom, all that sort of stuff. And last but not least, you can always reach out to me and DM me and I'll get back to you within 48 to 72 hours and I'll make sure you know you're not alone. <laughs> and that's that's good because I do. I think people often feel like they have to fight to fight alone, or maybe they have people around them, but they feel like they they can't rely on them, or they don't want to be a burden to those people. I know that was that was an excuse for me for a while. I was like, oh, I just I need to handle it myself because I don't want to I don't want someone else to have to deal with my crap. That's the that was at least what my my head told me. But it was funny is that um, I have another good friend, and she's the exact opposite. She's like, no, 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 unload on me. If I can, if I can help you better your life by even one percent today, I'll, today will have been a, a win for me. And I never thought about it like that, but it's it's cool to, uh, like you said, attract those kinds of people into your life. And it's funny you say that. Actually, I want to go back to that now that as I'm like 
my, this is what I love about the show. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to rave about my own show for a second. I never know where the conversations are going to go, um, but I always have a lot of fun doing it and I always find them fascinating. But um, you, you, you talked about that uh, attracting um, the right kind of people into your, into your life. So for you, um, how, like, talk, like, go a little bit deeper on that. Cause I love the idea of that. And I think you're absolutely right, by the way. I think we do attract what we, what we seek out there. So uh, I would love to get your take on what does that look like for the average person or maybe someone who feels like maybe they're not attracting the right kind of stuff right now? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I can speak to this, but I am a very solitary person. So I have a very few, small, small circle, but it's very strong. It's very supportive, it's very positive, and it's very elevated. So I don't need much. And I'm a homebody and an introvert, like I said. But there are a lot of people who need a lot more than that. And I think that you need, it's more important for you to remove the negative, toxic um, people who limit you, who hold you back, than it is to bring the good people into your life. That's the first step. And then when you say, how do you manifest that? What do you want? What is possible for you to have? Do you want yourself? If you want yourself, then start thinking about yourself and how you can show up for yourself that way. When you start showing up for yourself that way, all the other people that need to be around you that are the kind of people you want to be around you will come in. It takes time. Bringing that into your reality doesn't have it happen in a minute. But first, you have to remove the negative forces. And look, if your parents are negative, I'm not saying remove them and never speak to them again, but see right, them right, right. who they are. Tell yourself that they're negative, you love them, they're your parents, but you're not going to absorb their negative energy. And I think that's a big thing. We absorb people's energy. So if you have this friend who's telling you you can't be that astronaut, all of a sudden you believe you can't be that astronaut when with four hours earlier when you hadn't seen that friend, you were like, I'm going to be an astronaut. Then you're like, Wait, how do I go from I'm going to be an astronaut to I'm not going to be an astronaut? It's other people's energy. Stay so strong in your own power and authenticity that none of that matters. How do you stay stronger in your, like how, for you yourself, how do you do that? I meditate every single day. Um, I exercise. I eat well, not, not, not all the time, but I try to eat well so I feel good. I hydrate with water. Occasionally some chocolate chip covered, you know, potato. Yeah, exactly. potato chips, which, hey, like you said, in moderation, delicious. Uh, exactly. Um, I always have a green juice. That's just like a thing for me. I think you don't have to have a green juice. You could get green powder. You can get a chlorella pill, like just getting the green in. Um, I, I personally, when I'm going through a dark time, which I actually just got out of, and um, but now I've been through enough dark times that I, it's okay. I know I'm going to get out of them. I know it's some, some work that's happening and you know purging. Um, I tend to read a lot, listen to a lot of YouTube stuff and podcasts. Um, I journal, and I don't like journaling. So it's not like I'm saying I do all these things and I love the activities of them. I just know what they're going to do for me. I do sound bowls. I have sound bowls in my meditation area. So I like sound therapy. I think it's really good. I hang out with my kids tour in college now but I hang out with my kids or FaceTime them or whatever I go around people who I feel like are supportive I'm out in nature and I don't care I just was like on a podcast right before this and we were talking about this if it's raining put on a hood if it's snowing put on boots if it's cold put on gloves and a hat get outside nature is a healer and if you don't feel like walking just sit somewhere but let the nature soak or soak the nature in 10 minutes the other thing I would say is I mean meditation is huge to me but whatever thing that you owe oh, affirmations, I mean, I could keep going on books, right. <laughs> but whatever thing that resonates with you is the thing to do. So you could hear all of my things and be like, that's so hokey. I don't like that. But you know what I like? I like cooking. Cook, go cook, do whatever fills you up. 
Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And I, I think that's good. And it's about researching and finding that or maybe yeah. not researching more, exploring and saying, try yeah. things out until you find, find the thing yep. that, that's some will be great and some won't. Yesterday I put a fire on and that did it for me. Nice. I put a fire, started a fire, I put a fire on. <laughs> <laughs> put a fire on in the fireplace it was fantastic in the wood burning fireplace i put a fire on <laughs> it's always interesting different different language patterns like yeah. inline or online like hey i'm yeah. online wait you're what you're on no i'm in the what hold on huh i'm online um okay perfect so let me ask you about this meditation uh and I, we actually i had a guest on a while ago uh, named pj and he talked a little bit about this too we didn't go super deep with it but I'd, I'd love to get your take because you said that's such an important part of you being anchored and centered and, and doing what you need to to create strength for yourself um what would you say to those who are like i can't do meditation it's my like because and by the way i find myself often in this mindset like okay i'm gonna meditate and i'm over here I'm like, and I'm like, wait, hold on. Um, and so I, I always feel like it's not working or not doing anything for me per se. Um, but I also understand that there's different ways of, of looking at meditation and what it's actually doing for you. So I'd love to get your take on that. Sure. I've been meditating for a very long time and I have a lot to say about this topic. <laughs> I have a lot to say about every topic, but um, so here's the deal. That's why you're on the show. <laughs> exactly. Um, first of all, one minute to one minute. If you're doing nothing, do one minute. And all that means is sitting for 60 seconds. We could do it right now and you would have meditated. That's one. Two, meditation does not have to be a formal sitting. I do that because I love that. And the deeper I get in my meditation, the more things are being channeled to me. And when I say channeled, maybe they're channeled from other places, but more what I mean from my higher self. So that inner voice that I was talking about, you can start hearing. And that's the voice that's like, wait, yeah, you know what? You want to go and do this mindset coaching stuff? You're at this stage in your career. You could really be doing nothing at this point. Um, go, this is what you need to be doing. Yes. And then you feel more confident about go, going to do it. But you know how long I've been meditating? A long time. I'm not going to date myself, but a long time. <laughs> and so it's taken me that long to get to here. So meditation is a journey also. So you start with a minute, start with five minutes. And what it does is, People say they can't do it because they have this vision of what meditation is and what the end goal is, which is clarity, clear head, the noise not being so incessantly loud all the time. That's a ways away, my friends. That's a long time away if you're just starting. So what it is now is letting the noise be, sitting, hearing the noise, noticing it, and then moving on. And by the way, you're going to get stuck on one of those noises, one of those thoughts, and you're going to go down a rabbit hole with that thought. And as soon as you realize you're in that rabbit hole, Say, okay, I'm done with this rabbit hole. And guess what? The next one comes. And then the next one. And all of that is part of the process. It's all okay. But we think, okay, we sit and we should have nothing in our mind and it should be clear space, space, blank space, and that's success. That is not success. Success is sitting, period, no matter what. Two or three or whatever number I'm up to. Um, walking is meditation. Listening to music is meditation. Um, cooking is meditation. Cleaning your dishes is meditation. It's about being present to where you are and not thinking about the future, the past, the what ifs. What ifs? I mean, I could come up with a hundred what ifs for this podcast. What if no one likes it? What if everyone likes it? What if someone thinks it's funny? What if someone right. thinks it's sad? Like we could do that all the time. None of those what ifs matter. And, and if that one of those what ifs winds up mattering, I'll deal with it when it matters. But I, so any kind of meditation, Anything that you enjoy doing that you can be present to, I walk every single day, no matter what other exercise I do. Sometimes I listen to music that I like that's more like current music. Sometimes I listen to meditation music. In addition to that, oh, and when I do that, I'm also getting through the nature thing. So there, there we go. I got two of my like things taken care of. Um, but also- Perfect, I, two for one. 
Yeah, exactly. I do think even though I tell people do whatever works for you, sitting is really important and clearing your head. And again, 60 seconds, you put your phone on for 60 second timer, put it down. The first time I led a meditation class, I was so nervous because that's not my thing. And I decided I was going to keep my eyes open and kind of assess what was going on. It was two minutes that we had it for. People were shifting. They were moving. Their eyes were closed. They were biting their nails. They were pulling on their ear. They could not sit still. It was two minutes. It was just two minutes. By 30 seconds, people were so antsy and uncomfortable sitting there quietly. And the only way to not get be that way is to do it consistently. Okay. To keep doing it. You won't see the results at the beginning. That's okay. So let me ask you this. When, when you have your eyes closed and you're doing this meditation, are you visualizing something? Um, so like for me, I've often tried to imagine a flame in the center of my, in my mind or my experience. And just whenever things are trying to distract me, I just say, hey, go, go over there. So there's something for me to focus on, but it's going over there. Is that, is that like, I'm curious on like a, someone who's, because I'm definitely not practiced that meditation by any means. I'm just curious like what your take on that. On the day. So it depends how clear I am when I'm going into my meditation. Sometimes I grab my mala beads and a hundred times I'll say a mantra over again to get my head in a space. Sometimes I'll do 10 deep breaths. Sometimes I'll do what you do when I focus on something in my mind's eye, because that's what it's called, your mind's eye. And sometimes I'll sit down and I'll be meditating. I'll be like right in there. Sometimes I'll need to put on a guided or music to kind of turn it off so I can get focused. It really depends. So there's that's great what you're saying that you do. And it really isn't about how long I've been doing it. It's about the state I enter the meditation into. Interesting. Okay. I like that. I like that. The, the idea of that too. And I, cause I think a lot of people love the idea of meditation, um, but they have no, like they get hung up on the semantics of what it's supposed to be. And I like what you said, like the, I like, Oh, it's, it's this, it's sitting with your fingers, you know, chanting and, you know, just, I don't know, doves flying behind you. <laughs> it's just quieting your mind and being present to where you are in the moment. And I think you say, you said, you said it right in that people do are interested, but I also think people are afraid of their thoughts. They're just thoughts. They're not true. Some of them are true. The good ones are true, but they're right. just thoughts. And they can come in and they can come out and they can stay and they can leave and you can sit with them and you can let them go. And that's all they are. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. And I, and, and so what have you found as you're doing meditation? What have you found it's, it's helped you with? I mean, obviously with a lot of components, but like, has there been uh, like more concrete things where you're like, man, like this really helped me achieve this over here, this over here that I didn't think was possible before? I think everything. I think it's my entire life. I think, I mean, my okay. kids have grown up with me meditating several times a day. I think anytime something comes up for me, I need to go quiet my mind. I go do it. But so I used to be super anxious. Um, I used to be super insecure. I mean, this is back in the day, my teens, when I was going through all that trauma. And then in my early 20s, and meditation has helped me let go of that. I used to be, um, have no confidence. Um, I used to worry about how did I compare to everyone else? Why didn't I have this? Why didn't I have that? I used to have the life that people would consider that life. You know, you, you checked off all the boxes society said, then why aren't you happy? And meditation allowed me to let go of those conditions that society had placed on me and imposed on me and live the life that I truly want to live. Not worrying about what anyone else thinks, what anyone else care, uh, what anyone else says. I could care less, honestly. Um, unless I know I'm doing something wrong. And then of course, you know, that's up to me to check and correct myself. Of course. Um, meditation has allowed me to clear the noise of my mind 
It has allowed me to get through my traumas. Those are things it's allowed me to do. It has also allowed me to create success in my life. It's allowed me to create successful, amazing, unbelievable, unparalleled, unrivaled children. <laughs> They're the three best people I know in the world. I mean, and I'm part of that. And it's because I was able to let go and release all the stuff that I had such a grip on and the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds and the have tos and what they should be like and just let them be who they are. Um, and it's also allowed me to create many careers that, you know, uh, what was the word I was looking for? Have allowed me to be unstoppable. And maybe someone will look at my career and be like, oh, that's not successful enough for me, but it doesn't matter because it's successful enough for me. Right. And that's all that matters is yeah. what's your, your own definition of success is all that really matters. And that's always something I, I found fascinating in conversing with someone, uh, especially from, from stage as much as I have is like, you know, I talked to this person and they're like, you know, world domination. And then right next to him was like, man, like if I could just like have this thing over here, I'd be, I'd be great. You know, and it's, it's so funny to see in the same room, someone doing the same thing or, or tackling the same business, but with completely different minds about what that's going to look like. Um, that, that's awesome. Um, so, so let me ask you this. Okay. So you, you got this meditation, um, you know, you, you have this anchoring, w what other like major components and especially for someone who might be either struggling right now with their mindset or getting out of their own way, or someone who has never even really thought about it before about, Hey, I mean, this is the thing. What other advice would you give to them to say, Hey, like, here's where to start along this journey. If you're thinking about it, congratulations, you are meant to improve it. That is why you are thinking about it. There's a reason it has come to your awareness. Run with it. Um, things you can do is set. So we are, we are, we live unconsciously. We just go and do autopilot, autopilot all the time. So you want to make some changes, putting your phone alarm or whatever alarm you like to use. Um, mindset check, mindset check a few times a day. Uh, body, body scan, mental scan, because you're going to forget in the beginning because you're changing patterns, habits, and behaviors. We don't remember what we're supposed to do. So whatever it is that you want to do differently, put it in your phone. Put sticky pads on your driving, on your driving wheel, your steering wheel. So when you get in your car, it says, tune in, tune in to whatever it is that you need to tune into before you start driving. Oh, even if you don't tune in, just seeing that is going to remind you too. Right. Um, on your bathroom mirror in dry erase marker or on sticky notes. I used to do this for my kids when they were young, every single day, right? You are unstoppable. You are amazing. You are an entrepreneur. You are a success. Whatever it is that you want to be. I mean, not you, sorry. I am, I am, I am. And you look in the mirror my kids would look in the mirror and um, they would see, they'd go brush their teeth right when they woke up. I am amazing. I am this, I am that. Instead of turning on the news or social media say, saying, oh, there's that girl in her bathing suit. She looks so much better than I do. What do I do? Do I stop eating? Like, no. <laughs> put, put things that are positive, sticky pads all over your house. Even if you don't read books, get self-development and positive books that sit throughout you. Put them on your kitchen counter. You see the title. My kids used to see the title of all these books I used to read. And like, I'd pick up one here and there and wouldn't be reading them consistently, but they'd see those titles, How to Win Friends and Influence People, The Power of Positive Thinking, all sorts of leadership things and that's what goes in their minds rather than the negativity that's out there so it's it's about putting it in your sphere in your consciousness and even just by doing that changes will happen that's awesome I, lo I love that and it's so simple like just even even the idea of just having books around to remind you of that stuff I've I've used post-it notes a lot of times in fact uh there's there's been a couple times it was this <laughs> 
<laughs> this is really funny. I was in a hotel room and we had to share rooms for whatever reason. I forget. They like messed up the reservations. And so I ended up having to share a room with this guy. And I had like my little sticky, sticky notes on the thing. And this dude was just like, yo, bro, you are crazy. I was like, no, 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 man, this, this works. I promise. Just trust me. It works. And, he's, and I remember like after like a, we were there for a week and he, like after a week, he's like, okay, maybe you're not so crazy, <laughs> just kind of crazy. I was like, I'll take kind of crazy. I'll take it. It's an improvement. <laughs> That's really funny. I think um, like also just like, you know, when you wake up having, you know, gratitude, it's so hard to have gratitude when you're not feeling good. And then you bring more or not good. Having gratitude for anything. You know, I, I said, I've been through a lot. I just like within the past four years, lost both of my parents unexpectedly. Mm. Totally shocking. I have a lot to be grateful for. And I have a lot to be sad for and a lot of loss and tragedy in my life. And I could sit there easily and focus on that and go down that rabbit hole and spiral and stuff like that. It would be easy. It would be so easy. I've been there. I know it is. And so instead focusing on something good you're waking up you know what we're in covid but you have food in your fridge there are people who have no shelter right now like whatever it is just finding anything and just you know fake it till you make it if you're not really grateful for it just keep your reminding yourself of it it'll change it'll turn for you that's that's awesome and i, and I think it's, it's a powerful reminder that you know if we can shift the, the gratitude is, is huge it's actually funny um just the other day, so I'm actually I'm house sitting and dog sitting for my parents currently. Um, they're they're on, on, on a trip. I know I've I've been trying to mute it, the the dog. Um, a fortunate side effect, but um, your life it's good. <laughs> it's it's part part of life, right? Yeah. Um, but it's funny is is uh, I checked her in for a flight and apparently something happened in her known traveler ID to get attached to her record. So she gets the TSA pre check and she doesn't go through and she's texting. She's like, I'm just pissed. And I was like. I was like, wait, instead of being angry, stop for a second and, and think about the fact that you get to go spend a week with the man that you love in a tropical destination that, you know, you, 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 you know, you got to take off shoes and you got to have a flight to go on and you got to have a tablet that you had to take out of your bag because a lot of people don't have those things or, you know, whatever. And it's, and it, so your, your ex, like that exercise, I think is, is great. And it's, and look, I don't care how, and this is my opinion. I don't care how good you are at this stuff. We're always going to find ourselves in that negative space at some point in time. But like you said, having the anchor and the toolbox to handle it is huge so uh well this is this has been this has been a great conversation i do have uh a couple more questions though before we we end um so you said you have one book out already and the second no, one on the way no one's coming out and one's, one's coming out written. yeah okay so so what's the what's the one coming out can we do you know yeah, so and it's called hope you're having a great day i know i am and if you watch any of my videos you would know that's like my opening for most of them nice. Um, and then it is basically my life story, which is definitely not exciting, but it's relatable. And so my trauma may be worse than yours, maybe easier than yours, but it's trauma. My adversities, challenges, they, we all have them. And so I write about that. I really open up and I'm vulnerable about everything I've been through. And then at the end of each chapter, my takeaway is, okay, from this, I learned to listen to my inner voice. From this, I learned self-care. From this, I learned forgiveness. And then after I write about forgiveness, self-care, whatever that topic is, I give tips and takeaways. So practical tips that you can take away that will relate to the things you're going through and how to kind of shift your perspective, shift your mindset, shift gears to regardless of what you're going through, create a better life for yourself. Perfect. So let me ask you a question. I've been asking this of my, of my guests lately and, and I, I found the answers to be interesting. Um, one of the things that uh, I've often thought about a lot and had a number of conversations with a lot of people that I've connected with about, which is, 
you know, you see very successful people out there. And a lot of times they've gone through some crazy trauma, like, you know, I had to eat trash and live on the street before I could get to success. And sometimes, you know, a lot of us, maybe our trauma, while our trauma wasn't as aggressive, wasn't as crazy as theirs was. And so we start to think, oh, well, maybe I'm not going to ever be as successful as that because I haven't had that swing. What's your take on that idea? Or no, that? no, 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 no. We're each given the thing that we're meant to be given by the universe. And each thing is meant to propel us to better and better levels of our own life and places in our own life. What I've gotten, mine's worse than yours and yours is worse than mine. We don't want that. But it doesn't mean that it's, it's, you've been given what you can handle and you can fight. And whatever you've been given, fight to the best that you can and that'll bring you to the level of success that you need to go to. It does not have to be like down in the dumps, literally living in the car. It could be as easy, as simple as, which is very garden variety, and my kids went through a divorce. I mean, they tell my kids, you know, don't write about that for your college essays now. Back in the day, it was like the biggest thing to write about. Now don't write about it because everyone goes through it. But if that's what it went through and it hit you in the same way mine hit me, but it's relative to you, then that's your adversity. It doesn't matter. It's, it could be super garden variety. It's what you do with it. It's what you do with it. And I, that's the fantastic answer. I, I, what I love about that question and, 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 and your answer especially is, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I, even still, I, I, even, though, even though like I know what you just said and I, I believe it, sometimes I have to stop myself and say, nope, nope, it's okay. Your, your stuff is your stuff. It's all right. Yeah. Just your own challenge. To be honest with you, this might put it in perspective also. I wouldn't want your stuff. My stuff may have been <laughs> I know my stuff. I'll take my stuff. That's that's very fair. There, I was at a personal moment training, and and there was an exercise. It's still it it literally was probably one of the bigger shifts of my mindset ever, and it was an exercise in which you uh, basically did charades in, in a partnership. So you had you know you and the other person, and the other person had to act out how their mom treated them. No words, just physical actions, and then how their dad treated them. No words, just physical actions. And I remember sitting across from my partner, and I, and I was just stunned because she said her dad, and she just starts wailing on this chair that she was sitting on. And I, and I was just like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, like, I was so struck by that. I didn't even realize there's like 300 people in this room, and probably 70% are beating, physically beating their chairs up. And, mm-hmm. I, and I just remember going, yeah. Like, uh, man, I'm glad that wasn't my stuff. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I might have gotten spanked on occasion, but nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're, you're right. You know, I don't, you, I know my stuff. I can hackle my stuff. I've been through my stuff. You keep yours. I'll take mine. We're good. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, Pam, thank you so much. This has been a fantastic conversation. Truly appreciate all the insights and, and man, just awesome stuff. I love it. Um, so if people are interested in finding more about you, like where can they check you out, find information, uh, get your book whenever, when, when, which by the way, when does the book come out? Probably summer 2021. Okay, perfect. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. So where can I find you so that when, when right. it does come out, I can get it. No shocker here at Pam Christian on Instagram, where I give like lots of, um, videos, tutorials, mini series, um, all sorts of really great stuff that, um, will, uh, piggyback on what I talked about today. And then you can go to my website, thepamchristiangroup.com. It's just one N, um, thepamchristiangroup.com. And those are the two best places. Perfect. Well, guys, make sure you uh, check her out. Uh, obviously, if you enjoyed this conversation or took away some value, I'm sure you'll find more at, at her website and her Instagram, like she said. So Pam, thank you so much for being on. Truly appreciate it. Uh, so yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Awesome. Um, 
Awesome. So as always, everyone, if you enjoyed this, if you got value, uh, please do make sure you check out Pam, but also make sure you subscribe, rate and review this show or subscribe on YouTube, leave a comment, just let me know that you're there, right? I hate lurkers. As much as I appreciate you listening, I want to know what's up. What's your feedback? What do you like? What do you hate? I don't really care whatever it is. You'd be, you'd be surprised. I love my haters because whenever haters come along, it's like, great, it's an opportunity for improvement for me. So I'd love to know your feedback through comments, send me an email. I don't care. Just get a hold of me. Let me know. Um, but thank you for being on. Thank you for your time. Truly appreciate it. We'll see you on another show next week. This podcast is sponsored by Three Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, Three Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number three, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now.